is going on ladies and gentlemen i'm your host victor and welcome back to victory lane on today's episode guys we're going to talk about the lakers championship season baby not to mention we're gonna get into the nfl and talk about their season that just concluded so guys pull up a seat grab a cold one and dj let's bring him into 2021 hit my damn music what's up guys it's 2021 and i am so glad to be back i know it's been a while i know you've missed the pod well i'm here to bring you the next episode so let's get into it let's talk sports last time we left off we were in the nba bubble and a lot has happened since then so the los angeles lakers guys Hold on, hold on. Yes, I said the Los Angeles Lakers are the 2020 NBA champions. My goodness, guys. We got it done. Incredible, fantastic. I was blown away with the entire season, to be quite honest. We played the Miami Heat in a very tough series. Surprisingly, Jimmy Butler and the crew, Tyler Hero, Robodachi won two games against us. I thought it was going to be a clean sweep because we had the clear advantage with Goran Dragic out for the Heat. But we pulled it out, and LeBron gets his fourth ring, and man, I mean, the whole team came around so well. Anthony Davis showed up. You know, the boys, Dwight Howard, JaVale McGee, Caldwell Pope hitting some clutch buckets down the stretch. I mean, I was just in awe of the entire series, guys. So, yeah, 2020 champions. And with that all said and done, what's next for the Lake Show, right? That's to repeat and go back to back. So in 2020, at the very end, near November, it was agreed upon that the season for 2020-2021 would start in December. So before that hit, a lot of stuff went on with NBA free agency. So when NBA free agency hit, guys, there was a lot of movement from all teams in the NBA. So Rob Palinka, guys, was wheeling and dealing, and my goodness, he made a lot of huge pickups for the squad. He picked up Montrez Harrell, the reigning and defending sixth man of the year. This guy averages about 16 points per game and about 17 rebounds as well. Huge production. I cannot believe the Clippers actually let him go. It was honestly very surprising, and when the news broke that he signed with the Lakers, his former teammates like Patrick Beverly, Lou Williams were all shocked. From what I've heard, LeBron was doing some recruiting prior to winning the championship, actually post winning the championship, and was actually able to kind of convince him that the liquor culture was the best place for him to join. So he bought in and <laughs> Rob Palenka got him signed on the dotted line for the contract. So that's huge. He could be a starter for us. He could come off the bench. I think off the bench role should probably be the way it should go to start off the season. And then if he improves, then maybe he can make the starting lineup. But huge pickup. The second major pickup by Rob Palenka was actually a trade with the Oklahoma City Thunder. We were able to get Dennis Schroeder from the Oklahoma City Thunder, who was actually the second place finisher in the sixth man of the year race right behind Montrez Harrell. So just to put into perspective, the Lakers were able to take two of the top two 
players in the six man of the year category. These guys can come in and score in abundance. Dennis Schroeder in particular, he was about an 18 point per game scorer. And I was off the bench. I mean, huge production. Assists galore, about five to six assists. So he's going to come in, and I think he'll play the starting point guard role. From all indications, it seems like Vogel had some agreement with Dennis Schroeder to actually put him in the starting lineup. And I agree, because if we're going to lose Rondo, which we did over the offseason, and uh, maybe an Avery Bradley, who joined the Miami Heat, he is going to be a huge and vital piece for the team. We also picked up players like Wesley Matthews, a good 3 and D player, a guy to replace Danny Green, who went to Philadelphia during free agency. And then big boy Mark Gasol from the Toronto Raptors joined as well. The brother to, most notably, the Laker great Pau Gasol. He has been a player I've always wanted to be on this team for such a long time. He's such a great leader in the locker room. He's good on defense. He's a very proficient assist player. Um, just he's incredible. His facet of the game just kind of really developed over time. When he first started his career with the Memphis Grizzlies, he was a really just big body scorer, came in, put up 18 points per game, and then maybe six or seven assists as well. And his game has kind of changed and he's kind of expanded to the outside the arc area. So he's able to shoot the three ball and kind of stretch out this offense and stretch the floor for everybody. So leaving more space for Braun and AD to really punish them in the paint. Huge pickup. Marcus is going to be great. You can start him at center and then having Trez come off the bench and then Wes Matthews will probably start and Schroeder as a starter. Man, four big pieces, guys, just off the bat. Um, I want to say one more thing in regards to kind of the whole free agency. I'm really going to miss the guys, JaVale McGee, Danny Green, Avery Bradley, Rajon Rondo. These guys were huge for us, and I can't thank them enough for their contribution, and I wish them all the best uh, for their teams this coming season. Uh, But looking to the future, guys, man, we got a lot of offense coming in in a hurry. So buckle up, y'all. The leg show is back, and man, it's going to be an offensive explosion this season. Outside of the Lakers, there were actually some other really big moves as well. Most notably, Drew Holiday joining the Milwaukee Bucks. Coming from New Orleans, guys, he was a great 3 and D player, played extreme defense, and then also could put the ball in the bucket. He put up about 18 to 20 points per game and 5 to 6 assists. He was great, and I think his time in New Orleans kind of ran its course was with them changing, changing more to a Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson type of offense that he kind of needed a fresh new start, and I think joining Giannis and Chris Middleton in Milwaukee will be perfect. They can kind of form that next big three. So, in addition to Milwaukee, the Atlanta Hawks also made some very interesting moves as well. They were able to get Danilo Gallinari from Oklahoma City Thunder, who I like personally. He's a great player, puts up 16 16 to 18 points per game, similar to Drew. And then also, he rebounds the ball effectively, putting up again like five to six rebounds per game. Huge pickup for them. I think it'd be a great piece next to big boy Trey Young, another guy to kind of just, you know, take the load off him and give him some extra time to focus on other areas like assists and maybe rebounding. 
Also, they were able to pick up Bogdan Bogdanovich from the Sacramento Kings, a great sharpshooter, very underutilized in Sacramento. I really want the Lakers to pick him up, but him going to the Hawks, I think it's another great fit. The Hawks just keep getting deeper and deeper. My goodness, so many weapons now with Danilo Gallinari, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Rajon Rondo to join a cast of already Trey Young, John Collins, Clint Capella, all of Great pieces. I think the Hawks have a huge and very bright future with all these pieces in-house. And I think, in my opinion, they're probably going to be a top six team in the Eastern Conference this year. And last but certainly not least, the L.A. Clippers, the rivals, <laughs> the Los Angeles Lakers, also made some very interesting moves this offseason. They picked up Sergi Baca from the Toronto Raptors. Great piece. Wish he was a Laker, but he's not going to be. I think he'll fit really well with Kawhi and also Paul George back there. He's a great uh, kind of stretch the floor forward for them, and he kind of replaces the hole that Montrezl Harrell left on their squad for them. And then also, kind of a little sneaky pick in Luke Kennard, a sharpshooter from Detroit, kind of a three-point marksman guy. He's great, and I think that he'll fit really well in that system that they have over in the Clippers, and he'll be kind of a just come in and kind of an energizer bunny off the roll, kind of what Lou Williams did, six-man-of-the-year type vibes uh, for them, and he could potentially start from them as well. So Kennard and Ibaka, great pickups, and I'm looking forward to the matchups between the Lakers and the Clippers this year. Can't wait. The last bit of news before the season started, the NBA draft happened as well. And there are a couple people I want to kind of point out in the draft that I think will have a huge impact on their team. So with the number one overall pick in the draft, the Minnesota Timberwolves took Anthony Edwards out of Georgia, and he's going to make, I think, a pretty good impact on that team for them. They need a third guy next to D'Lo and Cat to kind of, you know, complement those pieces well. And he's a very kind of get-your-own-bucket kind of scorer. I like his attitude, good kid. He seems very kind of low-profile and just is going to kind of put his head down. My one gripe is that he said in an interview recently that he's not that focused on basketball, so that kind of worries me. But I think being in the Minnesota culture and being around guys who love the game, like D'Lo and Cat, that that really won't be an issue. And he'll be able to kind of perform the same way in Georgia, being a double player for them as well. So we'll have to see. The second guy on my list, actually, I think LaMelo Ball going to the Charlotte Hornets is a great pick for Michael Jordan. I think he kind of knocked out of the park here. They kind of needed that point guard, although they have Devontae Graham, who did decently well for them last year, averaging, I want to say, north of eight assists per game, but I think LaMelo is the kind of consistent score that will come in and just play really well in that system for them. So having Terry Rozier, Devontae Graham, and LaMelo ball in house, their guard spot is locked down for the near future, and they're set going forward. They could probably move one of those two pieces. If I had to guess, they'll probably try to move Terry Rozier out and kind of get some more complimentary pieces to kind of fill out this roster for Charlotte. Now, and last but not least, the Golden State Warriors selecting James Wiseman was probably my favorite pick of this draft. He is a dominant center. Let me say that again. He is for real. He's the real deal. And he played really well in high school. And then his little short stint in Memphis, he still showed how dominant this guy can be on the court. He is a north of 20 point per game scorer. He can put up double digit rebounds per game. And he will come in and make a huge impact for this Golden State Warriors team. I see him, if given the opportunity, he could play extremely well 
well with Steph and Clay. And I can't wait to see those three kind of carry this franchise into the future. All right. So with the NBA covered, let's get into the NFL, guys. So this COVID season for the NFL has been unprecedented. It's been actually, I'm really surprised that they actually were able to finish the entire season. But hats off to Roger Goodell and the whole NFL organization. They killed it, knocked it out of the park, and I'm... So happy that we're able to get football games uh, consistently over the season every single Sunday and Thursday. Uh, So rounding out this year, there were a lot of interesting finishes this year. So like just kind of get some things out of the way. Division leaders, the Buffalo Bills won the AFC East. So I kind of saw this coming through when Tom Brady left the Patriots. I didn't think the Patriots with Cam Newton were really going to contend for this division. They might be like, you know, the second or third team, but I just didn't see them winning it this year without Tom in house. And sure enough, big boy Josh Allen made that jump this year. He looked fantastic, shredding up defenses left and right from throwing it to his wide receiver, Stefan Diggs, to just running it in the end zone. The guy can do it all, and I was blown away with his performance this year now looking at the AFC North the Pittsburgh Steelers they started off really well and they won their division but near the end of the season they kind of kind of tailed back and kind of had to kind of had to figure some things out they didn't seem like they were the same team I'm not sure if that was because of Juju's antics on TikTok which (laughs) he was actually dancing on the logos of the opponents before uh before games That was uh, probably not the best move and definitely threw off that team chemistry and inspired opponents, but it seems like they kind of got their heads back on their shoulders and they were able to kind of finish the season and in the right manner. But not too far behind them, the Baltimore Ravens and the Cleveland Browns. Yes, I said the Cleveland Browns, guys, had a great season. Baker Mayfield's able to kind of keep the guy intact. Kevin Stefanski, the head coach of Cleveland Browns, finally adopted a culture that fit cast of players in the organization well. They were able to kind of balance out the run and pass game well between Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt back there and then having Jarvis Landry and also Njoku as a tight end. They were able to kind of get the job done for the Browns this year. And then Lamar Jackson just did his thing, guys. He's a great regular season quarterback, performed really well. He caught COVID midway through the season, but he was only out, I believe, one game and he was able to come back the very next game. And I can't wait to see what happens between both these teams going to the playoffs. They're both kind of very hot right now, and I think it can cause some serious damage in the playoffs. Moving on to the AFC South, the champions of that division were the Tennessee Titans, who played really well behind King Henry. They're stout running back for them who just ran rupshod all over the league there were i think two or three games this season where he averaged over 200 yards rushing i mean guys 200 yards rushing that's nothing to mess with that's outstanding that's dominant on all levels he has been fantastic for them and then ryan Tannehill, the quarterback has been just playing very consistent making good decisions keeping them in ball games and i'm proud about what he's done with the titans organization gave them a good stability quarterback back there and then with henry and then aj brown the wide receiver who just comes in and provides so much energy for them has been fantastic. And the Titans are looking pretty good going into the playoffs. Now, finishing second in the division were the Indianapolis Colts, who actually showed a lot of resolve. Even with an old quarterback in Phillip Rivers, they have a lot of great pieces there. 
Most notably, Jonathan Taylor, who has shown up out of Wisconsin as a dominant running back. Not quite Derrick Henry status, but in his first year being drafted, he has shown up for them, kind of game in and game out for them. Been great, kind of bouncing between Jonathan Taylor and then also their halfbacks, their number two RB in Hines has been incredible to watch. Not to mention their receiving core has been pretty good too. Sometimes inconsistent with Matt Pittman and Ty and T.Y. Hilton, but they got it together most of the year and finished up strong with 11-5 and record. So the Colts seem to be a good team going into the playoffs as well. Now rounding out the AFC with the AFC West, the Kansas City Chiefs led by Patrick Mahomes. Big boy Patty has looked great. Travis Kelsey has been the best tight end in football, and he's shown that on a multitude of games this year, that he is just the one of the premier players in the NFL. And then having Tyreek Hill back there for them, kind of just to absolutely put this offense off the radar, off the charts, has been great. Now, let's turn to the NFC. So, the NFC had some pretty interesting performances. Winning the NFC South was the New Orleans Saints at a 12-4 record. This surprised me a bit. Drew Brees is great, but he's kind of getting up there in age. I didn't really see this team performing this well to win the division. But, to give them credit, they performed really well during the season. Especially behind their running back in Alvin Kamara, who put up a six-touchdown game during Christmas. It was incredible. I mean, my goodness, the guy looks phenomenal. So I can't wait to see what he does for this squad. They had this whole Michael Thomas debacle during the season where he was hurt on and off throughout the season, but he's finally kind of come around late in the season, has been playing decently well for them. They're wide receiver ones. So I see this team kind of coming together at the right moment, and hopefully Drew Brees can finally take that leap that he took several years ago to get back to the Super Bowl. In addition to the Saints, the Green Bay Packers won the NFC North with a record of 13-3. and Aaron Rodgers, next to Patrick Mahomes, was probably the best player this year. He looked like a young, fresh Aaron Rodgers that was throwing the ball deep down the field to Devontae Adams. My, he was shredding teams up left and right, just eating them for breakfast. So, gotta tip my hat to Aaron Rodgers. He looks like he's back, ready to go. Aaron Jones, the running back, has looked stout, just running up and down the field at will. There was no stopping him at all. This offense looks complete. It looks sound. It looks like everybody knows their role and how to play it. So I think Green Bay going into the playoffs has a huge expectations. And if you ask me, I think they could beat the Saints. We'll have to see how it shakes out. Now, winning the NFC West was the Seattle Seahawks, and Russell Wilson put on an MVP-like performance this year. As always, the guy has just been playing out of his mind. And with the campaign on Twitter, hashtag let Russ cook, woo! He actually trademarked that phrase, guys, by the way, so you cannot use that for promotion, merchandise, or other types of things of that nature. But uh, <laughs> Russ looked great. I was very impressed, with especially throwing the ball downfield to DK Metcalf who took a huge leap for them this year as a wide receiver he looked like the second coming of Megatron Calvin Johnson out there I mean there are several balls guys where he just jumped up and just said nah you're gonna get mossed right here
it here right now. Yank to the house. Touchdown. Incredible from all facets of the game. Not to mention the running back game with Chris Carson. He was kind of banged up during the season, but he looks to be healthy now. And their playoff push will be interesting to see. Seahawks look great going in. Last but not least, the NFC East this year was atrocious. Every team in that division played like dog shit all across the board. The Dallas Cowboys unfortunately lost their quarterback in Dak Prescott, who suffered a very gruesome leg injury that was hard to look at. I felt really bad for him, especially going into this year, which was a contract year for him. His contract was firing and it was seeking out a major deal. It was hard to watch, heartbreaking, but I hope he bounces back in the future. The New York Giants played okay this year. I'm not really the biggest fan of Daniel Jones, but they did okay. They finished second. But coming out to win the division was the Washington football team. The team with no name, guys. Went in, had their whole name yanked from them because it obviously had a lot of negative connotations surrounding their name and pertaining to the Native Americans in our country. So I'm glad their name got yanked, but the team with no name got it done with a quarterback in Alex Smith who just came back from probably the worst injury we've seen in football in quite some time. Worse than the Dak Prescott injury. It was also a leg injury, but I mean, the bone was sticking out for Alex Smith and they had to go in and actually repair his entire leg. And I'm surprised he's even able to walk. Uh, it's been remarkable and shout out to Alex Smith. I think he's going to win comeback player of the and we'll see what happens with them. Chase Young, their defensive end has looked incredible, just tearing up the league. Huge hit for them in the draft. And I think it's going to cause a lot of problems in the playoffs. We'll see what he does against Tommy Terrific this weekend. Now, if you ask me who is going to win the Super Bowl, who is my pick to win it all this year? I am rolling with Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Big boy Patty is going to get it done again, guys. His offense is too good, too strong, just too overwhelming for any team to compete with, bar none. There is just no one in the league that can compete with this guy. I think Aaron Rodgers has a slight chance to kind of compete with him, but it won't be enough. Patrick has too many weapons that I think are better than Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Russell Wilson. He has all the intangible ready to go and I definitely believe that they will get the job done and become back-to-back Super Bowl champions unreal unprecedented hasn't been done in quite some time now and I'm looking forward to it so the NFL season is heating up this weekend we have the wild card matchups which will be great to and see who's going to ultimately kind of come out of the NFC and AFC so I can't wait for it, guys. It's going to be great. It's going to be high-octane energy, passion on the field, and looking forward to every bit of it. I want to thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Victory Lane. Next time, we're going to break down who won those wildcard matchups, not to mention talk about the remarkable performance in the NBA, see who's performing well for the team, and who could potentially kind of, you know, make a push for NBA championship to compete with LeBron. We'll see. No promises. But, yeah, can't wait to see you guys next time. Stay safe, and I will see you all on the next one.